up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka the 70 time social distancing champion, aka the buttermilk bastard, <laughs> aka the yoga yachtsman, bringing you yet another episode of Switch's Sights. Uh, which is uh, my gaming podcast where I do talk about just that games and nerd related stuff. Um, today's date is uh, March 21st, 2020 on the eve of my birthday, the day I was born, the day that made this whole show possible. Technically, technically. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Um, I guess somewhat of a disclaimer. <laughs> I'm on call this week with my my job, so hopefully I do not get a call while I'm recording. If not, worst case, I'll just pause and do what I need to do and get back to it. But yeah, um, yeah, somewhat of a pretty slow news week this week. Um, but we got some interesting stuff to talk about, discuss. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, without, uh, you know, getting too much into it. Oh yeah. That's one thing I was telling myself to try and do. I think I want to adjust the show a bit where I want to do a brief, uh, kind of synopsis preview of what I'll be talking about, which I think might be helpful and insightful to some people. So for that specifically, um, yeah. So first we'll, uh, cover, uh, basically a PS five reveal event in June, supposedly, um, Twitch establishing, establishing, uh, safety advisory council. Um, Gears three possibly intentionally may have potentially going to uh PS3. Uh we will talk about Xbox Live possibly. Well, not really. Coming back actually. Uh and also Saints Row um potentially being delayed. So without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Uh, so yeah, first topic, PS5 reveal event. Um, so according to, uh, this very seemingly credible source, at least, uh, Jeff Grubb, who's deep into the game, game industry in a lot of ways. Uh, he said that there will be a PS5 event, uh, this June and a lot of games will be shown. So it definitely makes a lot of sense. This, it seems like it's the prime time because any, any further they delay this or try to prevent it from being shown or revealed, it's just going to make it worse and worse. So I'm at the point where I'm, I'm getting fed up and I want to just see it already because Jesus, they are PlayStation is killing us with all this suspense, man. So apparently, um, he said it's set for June 4th, 2020. 
supposedly. So obviously this is a rumor, but, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, considering the likelihood of all this lining up in unison and everything, it's probably a more than likely safe bet. So June 4th, get your, get your, um, I don't know. Get your, get your popcorn ready. I guess I don't, I don't even know what I'm expecting. <laughs> I'd say one thing, you better get them, uh, get your websites, <laughs> get your websites at the ready, uh, for pre-orders, especially now in our time. Um, but yeah, so interesting stuff, nothing else to really be led outside of that, but June 4th, not too far. About uh two weeks ish ish. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess it's starting to sink in that. Yeah, that is actually closer than I thought. <laughs> I'm saying it to y'all, but I'm like thinking like, man, that is actually pretty damn close now. It's like just the other day it was like freaking March, where all this craziness happened. Hopefully everybody's dealing and coping with a uh, COVID situation. Um, you know, as a, as a side, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like it's accurate to keep bringing it up every episode, but you know, cause it's there, it's apparent. It's like, you know, but just acknowledging in it, uh, here and there. So, so yeah, moving on. Uh, so Twitch finally <laughs> seems like this, this definitely needed was, uh, long overdue uh established the safety advisory council uh to basically help sort out the very vague rules <laughs> uh very very vague and subjective rules that always end up being like implemented last minute or retroactively or what have you so to give it a rundown i'll uh i'll go off this uh I'll go. Yeah, I'll go over this paragraph verbatim from Twitch Uh, today. Twitch is announcing the formation of its new safety advisory council, a group made of streamers, academics and nonprofit leaders that will advise the company on online safety issues. The council will help Twitch draft new policies and update old ones, develop new products for safety and moderation protect the interests of the marginalized people and identify new toxic trends emerging from the platform. On the streamer side, the group is comprised of Twitch partners who have been using the site full-time for years. They brought on Carnage, Cup of Noodle, Ferociously Steph, Zizarian, who are some of the site's most prominent or more prominent and distinct personalities. The academics are Samir Hinduja and T.L. Taylor, who are experts in the cyberbullying and internet game studies, respectively. Rounding out the team are Alex Holmes, the deputy CEO of the Diana Award, and Emma Lianzo, the director of of the Center, Center of Democracy and Technology's Free Expression Project. So pretty interesting, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I guess to kind of describe what more, I guess in more detail of what they kind of do, 
Uh, I guess they're basically in charge of drafting new policies and policy updates. Um, a little bit more what they already said, developing products and features to improve safety and moderation. Um, this is interesting. Promoting healthy streaming and work-life balance habits. That's a, uh, I didn't think it, it makes sense now that you think about it, but I didn't think they would kind of actually uh, have a take in that angle specifically, but I mean, safety advisory now, I guess after effect, it does kind of make total sense. So, um, yeah. So yeah, definitely way, 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 um, way needed. So I'm very curious just to see how this, this will be, will pan out considering you know just the very i don't want to say fickle but very um what am i thinking of very sporadic random nature of twitch that like you know any miscellaneous thing can kind of blow up and you know any anything can happen pretty much which obviously i guess you know adds to appeal of twitch like, you know, some werewolf can come and just maul me right now. And I'd be like, oh, well, I wouldn't be. Oh, I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm getting mauled. Uh, I mean, I'd beat his ass, though. He might get like a bite or two, but I give him these knuckles. He'll he'll respect me. Don't know where that came from. But hey, so, yeah, I mean, this is definitely very needed. Yeah, just very curious to see how this is going to be tested. Uh, will this team that's been uh, selected, how they actually will, you know, step up to the challenge of this, this, uh, you know, adversity whenever it does happen? Because <laughs> we all know it is going to happen at some point, which is why they have this in place. So, yeah, in time, in due time, really. In due time, you know, you're going to get like some random, what random white dude probably uh, hitting a cat, calling it the N word. And then like, what are they going to do about that? You know, it, 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 it it's going to be uh, going to be interesting, going to be interesting to see the, I guess the first, the next incident or big incident on Twitch that's really going to test them or see how they respond to it. Um, but all in all, definitely a a great step in the right direction in terms of, um, making Twitch a more level headed, um, not as I guess, chaotic place to stream. That makes sense. Oh, cool stuff. Next in news, uh, some very interesting, weird uh aspect so apparently gears of war 3 which is um a exclusive series to the xbox uh platform uh apparently at some point uh may have possibly been like i guess suspected uh to potentially be on the ps3 um according to a dev kit um footage uh basically showing the game um, 
basically on PS3 hardware, which is weird. So you have to obviously think that at some point they were considering um, bringing it to PS3 or maybe if it was like a fail safe, if something fell underway. I actually, I think they, yeah, they did like nail it and like squash it. That basically it's a, it was a, um, it was basically a tool to test the physics for the PS3, like an Unreal Engine demo, but they already had Gears of War 3, so they're like, why not just kind of modify and just use that to kind of get an idea for what's going on. So very interesting either way, <laughs> knowing how it would like kind of entice a lot of folks, which is, I guess, maybe why they never revealed or this never came to be at the time. But I guess since the moment has passed, uh, just showed that, you know, hey, Gears of War 3 on PS3. So just thought that was very interesting. Nothing necessarily revel revelatory about it, but um, yeah. Gears, let me just check the check the gameplay. Oh yeah, that's rough. It is rough. Yeah, even gears <laughs> can't stand the uh Yeah, with some work it definitely would have I mean of course been been doable. But yeah. Cool stuff though. Uh moving on. Um so in terms of uh Xbox Live the the service we all know and love today wouldn't have been what it was without the OG Xbox premiering the service back in like 2002, 2003-ish, I think. Um, so as you guys may know, like I think around when the Xbox 360 was pretty much hitting its uh, towards its end years, no, I think it was like maybe three or four years after the Xbox 360 was established. Um, they did announce that they were dis discontinuing support for uh, the original OG Xbox Live um, infrastructure, basically. they The reason it was that basic Ali, because I love using that word, um, it was the architecture uh, wasn't going to work with what they were trying to build with the Xbox one, uh, one and one's in infrastructure basically. So they basically cut it off, <laughs> which, uh, it kind of sucks because, you know, at least me personally, I know not everybody I'm probably in like the 1% that like, you know, if it's still up, I will, I will, I'd find myself occasionally just liking to play the game to see like what changed. Well, take a trip back down to memory lane, you know, take a trip to memory lane and just reflect on like the fun you had playing the OG Xbox online games. But then it's like, that's when you kind of think about it as kind of counter, not necessarily counterintuitive, but it's not, you won't really get the same experience because 
<laughs> because you're the 1%, not many people are going to be in that same scenario as you and be, you know, trying to play online. So <laughs> you'd still be kind of, kind of SOL, but even just, you know, experiencing the UI, just, just getting that, like, I guess, sense of slight sense of fulfillment that you're, you like managed to connect like, Oh, I'm connected now. And then, you know, being able to just, just experience, get like a whiff at least of, uh, nostalgia. Um, I do find pretty, pretty fun at times, not all the time, but every now and then, which, you know, it doesn't seem to be that sustainable considering the situation either way. So, uh, a wonderful person, let me got to give him his credit, uh, by Luke Usher on Patreon, patreon.com slash Luke Usher actually is developing, uh, a service called insignia, which is basically a replacement server for Xbox, uh, OG Xbox, uh, online services. Uh, so essentially basically we'll be able to, uh, kick up Xbox live again. So pretty much all Xbox live games you couldn't, well, you know, now can't play. You will be able to play as if it were the original, um, Xbox live service. Uh, the, I guess one caveat with that is that you have to basically, um, jailbreak your, your, uh, your Xbox one or hack it or exploit it. I guess there's so many terms really, but you can actually do it, um, on original hardware. You don't have to like intensively hack your system. You, I know at least with the previous Xboxes before, or I think in general, if you want to try to attempt to hack your Xbox, you'd have to get a Xbox game. There's like a specific set of games that you can exploit like I think their save system. I like I want to say like Splinter Cell was one and it was some other game, possibly Mecha Sold, I think, where basically if you put the game in the Xbox one and you, I think, manipulate a save, it would in turn let you exploit uh, the, I guess, inner workings of the Xbox uh, software in order to, you know, do what you want, hopefully good or, you know, not hugely illegal wink, 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 wink. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, I mean, even, even that is pretty cool. Cause I mean, all worst case, you would just have to, you know, go on eBay, probably just get, um, this is not verbatim. I, I don't know solely how to do stuff like this. I'm just saying if one would, they probably would start here by, you know, going to eBay, uh, getting a game that may be, or maybe not possibly known to, uh, unlock your Xbox for lack of a better term. And lo and behold, get access. So, just saying it's what I heard what I heard okay but 
so yeah, let's say you uh, do that. Uh, then uh, I think it's just some matter of just downloading that specific uh, key. I think you have to have a legitimate serial number on your Xbox, so it can't be like a shady Xbox or a stolen Xbox. But then when you think about it, who nowadays steals like an OG Xbox when they're, you know, very unlikely. But hey, it could happen, I guess. Uh, but after you do all that, then apparently you can access Xbox Live. Beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I definitely am going to attempt to uh, try and. Yeah, uh, see if I can get it working. Maybe do a cool retro stream or something like that. Maybe who knows? But um yeah, pretty cool. And of course, you know, you do you do still have the services like Xlink Kai and I think Xbox Connect. I don't know if that I think that might have changed this to a different service, but that essentially would let you it would uh basically let you play a game that supports system link and then fool it into thinking it's uh playing system link, but you're actually uh playing online. And your computer act is acting as a tunnel to connect to other people that have the same setup and essentially lets you play games together, um, which would be cool, too. Uh, and I've, I've, I've messed around with it as well. At one point, it was pretty awesome how, how good it works. Um, I, I, I remember playing like a full full game of fucking Spike Out Battle Street. That that was it was f- pretty flawless. I didn't really recall any like an extensive like lag or anything like that. Um, I, of course, it your mileage may vary in terms of your your living situation wherever you're at, um, compared to the other person you're connected and playing with. But uh, all in all, it was pretty pretty awesome, pretty damn awesome. You had you had a lot of people from Mexico. Uh, playing Halo 2, I recall as well, which was, was pretty cool. I tried to get in those games. Those were on the bit laggier side, which is probably understandable because they're like in a whole different freaking area, like very super far from me. So, you know, but all in all, uh, as as a big Xbox fan, um, especially initially growing up with the OG Xbox, I think this is pretty, pretty damn awesome to see this come back. And that's like, I think one thing too, I mean, with freaking, um, uh, Resident Evil outbreak, the freaking fan servers coming up and being able to relive that game in its its entirety metal gear online Two actually being able to play that with people again, it's just, it, it is a, it is a wonderful time. And uh, very appreciative of the, you know, big fans that are much smarter and capable than myself uh, being able to, you know, manipulate, uh, reverse engineer uh, and actually get these games up and running again. If you uh, really if you really, really are a fan of the series and, you know, obviously have the uh, means hanging around to do so, you can. And I think that is pretty damn awesome just that time we're in now it's like everybody has the freaking liberties to you know manipulate and just 
recreate stuff. That is that is just it still blows my mind to this day. Just how just the free source and just the I guess utility of everybody being able to kind of collaborate and you know bring things back again is it's great, man. It's great. Let's make more shit a tear, but I'm not though, because I don't want to be be considered weak. But, you know, at times I, I could show that. All right. It's a great thing. Just had to just had to bring that up. All right. OK. Next topic, uh, Saints Row 5 delayed to 2021 or 2022 window. Potentially, I guess. Uh, this is by uh, THQ Nordic. Um, I'll quote it. Uh, today, the Embracer Group inadvertently confirmed delays for two of its biggest upcoming games. In the latest financial report, company CEO Lars Winkfors says plans have changed. No major AAA games is coming, or I'm guessing are coming this current year. Looking into the next fiscal year ending March 31st, 2022, we expect continued organic growth driven by further increase in the value of completed games, including the first AAA game release releases since Metro Exodus. So pretty much everything's on hold. Um, Volition did Volition, which are basically the developers of Saints Row, the Saints Row series in general. Um, yeah, it's crazy. At, at least way back, they did announce it. Saints Row Five is in development. Didn't get any trailer or anything like that, but um, looks like that's a that's a halt. Um, and then Deep Silver, <laughs> what? Deep Silver, Deep Silver. Uh, the people that are working on Dead Island Two, um, that's more than likely gonna be pushed back as well. Um, I think. Yeah, this is the actual statement. Volition has announced Saints Row 5 is in development and Deep Silver is still working on Dead Island 2 with the home front developer Darn Damn Buster Studios helming the project. Embracer is currently doubling down on development and expects to see dev costs and expenses double in the next fiscal year. So, hey, there you go. Uh, dreams are crushed. Uh, Saints Row Five definitely. I was. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Well, at least now. Now that we know, whenever that comes out, ideally, hopefully in 2021 and 2022, in that time frame, that's a pretty, it's a big gap. But hey, ah, this 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 damn thing is ruining everything, man. Goodness, everything's canceled. Everything's canceled. If you thought, if you thought, you thought, you don't. Everything is canceled. But the weird thing is, like they're saying, like consoles are still on slate for you know being released without any you know hiccups or issues or delays. So still interesting. But I mean, I know a lot of people have been talking about it. You know, the work from home situation for a lot of devs has put like a big, big pillar in front of people trying to make progress and stuff like that. So it makes sense. 
I don't want it to make sense, but it does. So cool. That's covers that. And I think, uh, delving a little bit or dipping a bit out of the game and territory. We're uh, sifting into, um, that nerdy stuff. Let me get my, my comic books. I don't got them though. Um, boy. And I, <laughs> this has been like, a. This feels like the uh, the moment when freaking Steve Urkel kissed Laura and Family Matters. Freaking Dwight. Dwight finally got the manager position in the office. Freaking. Damn. Those are the only ones I could bring up. But you get the idea. What seemed impossible, is it possible? Uh, <laughs> with that, uh, the ongoing joke about released Snyder cut has now been validated. So, uh, Zack Snyder actually announced that, um, the Zack Snyder cut of the justice league will be coming to HBO max 2021. That is crazy. Just, just hearing how like like not possible that seemed just like, uh, you know, people being very quiet about it. Yeah, it's still, it's still crazy. Now I'm thinking about it, how ongoing that was, but the movie came out 26. 2017 ish 2016. That was the one that was like the one superhero movie. I did not actually see in theaters. I remember. I'm not sure why, but uh, maybe I, I think I heard it was really bad and I'm like, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> the spectacle. I mean, everything on paper seemed really good, but mm, it just didn't seem like I really would want to. And I did. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm at least very interested to see this cut different from the theatrical cut or whatever you call it. It's like, what do you even call, I guess vanilla, maybe vanilla cut or not even vanilla. Cause it's maybe more subjective. Like which cut is better. I guess just directors. Yeah. So what would we call the original justice league then? the theatrical cut? At least that's what I'd say. Theatrical cut and then Zack Snyder cut. So I'm definitely interested to watch this when it does come out. Um, see if it's any better, any worse. Um, but man, <laughs> this is the year of, uh, just realities, dreams becoming realities. We're finally getting uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League. Uh, hopefully that may be good or bad. Um, more so on the good, considering the reception of the movie uh, currently anyway. But only time will tell. Yeah, people freaking petition the hell out of it. I forgot about that. People like straight petition to release the Snyder cut. Um, I forgot about the story though. I think it was, it something that he originally directed 
the movie, but then they didn't like the direction of the movie, so they got another director, but Let me let me see this stuff. So it was very early money, blah blah blah. Oh. So Snyder was forced to exit due to a family emergency. And then it was reshot and retooled by replacement director Joss Whedon. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So that's why. Ah, uh, see. Okay. Interesting. So based off that, this might be real legit then. Wow. So are they going to do like reshoots of it? Interesting. Yeah, damn, it is four hours. Four hours director's cut. Split into six chapters. Okay, wow. So that's that's something I totally did not know that, that this might actually be split into six chapters. Um which totally would make sense like in a, a HBO Max or you know, streaming format. Um wow. Wow. Huh. Wow. So it's like, it feels like it's essentially the, the movie rebooted kind of. This is our first, first movie reboot or re, uh, <laughs> uh, Justice League directors. Well, no, that doesn't, that, that makes more sense. I was taking it from Resident Evil, but I'm like, Resident Evil took it from movies. Justice League. Justice League Special Edition. Well, that's that's used in movies now too. Justice League, um, Alpha Plus, Justice League Alpha Plus Omega Booty Force, Pronto. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. Um, yeah, man, that is wow. I did not know about that. I just knew that was an ongoing thing. I thought it was maybe some differences or, um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I am. I'm curious how Joss Whedon feels about this. <laughs> I guess he's just burying his head. Like, uh, oh, it's all right. It's okay. I guess it won't be better than mine, but you can have your whack at it. I would assume it, it definitely would be better than at least what we got. Um, but I guess only time will tell. So, Interesting stuff. Had to had to talk about that because that's like it's like a hell freezing over type deal. But so. and with that, that covers all the news for this week. Not really a big week, but some interesting topics, some interesting things that uh did come out. So I guess next we'll talk about what I've been playing. Uh yes. You already know. Been on that modern warfare. Um yeah, I was uh working real hard to uh get my rank uh for this season. I think I'm at one forty five. 
Uh, then also trying to get the challenges out the way. Um, but I did, uh, the challenges did make you do some interesting stuff in terms of going to, uh, do the, um, different modes. Like I don't normally play, um, search and destroy. And, um, I think the new mode that came out demolition, I didn't even play those really that much, but this kind of got me to start playing those and man, I forgot how fun it is or, you know, having that very round based, um, gameplay was pretty cool. So may potentially try that. Um, outside of that, nothing else necessarily stand out or new. I know the new map dropped. I have yet to play that for multiplayer, but give it a shot. Um, Also, <laughs> I was trying to play, not trying, I was playing, I was playing Gears Tactics. And then um, I'm at this part where you fight this boss, basically. And then uh, it was this, I was ranting about it on Twitter a little bit. It was, um, I was getting pretty close to beating it. And then, of course, um, at least with gears tactics, if, if somebody's down, uh, like, you know, the traditional games, uh, you have to get them up within a, within your, a couple turns or otherwise they'll die. And then, you know, depending on the person, it'll end the game. If it's not a main character, they will die and you can't bring them back technically. So basically that didn't happen. <laughs> I, uh, they were down and I was trying to shoot somebody else and I always keep forgetting that your characters can uh, friendly fire each other if you don't, um, you know, put that into consideration. And that's basically what happened. So the dude, the one guy was in a down state. I, somebody, the enemy was like near him or something like that. So I, I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, let me kill this dude. And then, yeah, sure enough, I shot him and then them bullets, them bullets was it, <laughs> hit that down person and then game over. So I had to basically had the choice, like you can start at your checkpoint or restart the whole chapter. So I'm like, of course, I just wanted to start the checkpoint. I get it. I, I made a bad mistake, bad call. I paid for it. I understand. So then that happened. Then I freaking, um, what did I do? I, um, when, uh, everybody spawned back or, you know, I, I got reverted to that checkpoint. Weirdest mess happened where, um, uh, the game has E holes, like, you know, the main game, main series, um, that basically the me mechanic works is if you put like grenades and throw them, uh, they will close up and then you don't have to worry about enemies continually spawning out of it. Generally, like if you, if there's an e-hole enemies will keep spawning like every, I think it's like three turns. And then if you manage to hold out three turns, it'll close itself. But, um, in this case, I, uh, was preemptive and you have a couple options. Actually, you can, uh, at least what I did is I planted a grenade on the e-hole and then once it, uh, emerges, it will automatically instantly, um, close the e-hole, um, prevent anybody from coming out of it. 
at all. Or you you could do the thing like like the games where you can once it opens, you can throw a grenade into it and then it'll close it that way. So either way, I did do that uh, before this current turn. But weirdly enough, they spawned the character that I that died. uh, I mentioned before in the in that E hole. So basically, I'm very much shit out of luck and I can't even because 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 he's in literally in the e-hole he can't move anywhere so if i move him anywhere he will instantly die because he's in the e-hole which he shouldn't be he wasn't he was never in the e-hole at all he wasn't even near it and then so so basically that forced me to restart the chapter and i i, I came to that realization and I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good for now. So that that moment right there had me stop playing Gears. Uh, I ran into that a similar issue before. I was actually streaming the game where it, when it happened, uh, where this dude, he kept freaking. He got caught on an object where he kept thinking he had to take cover, I guess. So he kept trying to vault over something to think he was gonna go against something I guess it it was very weird but essentially it was a bug that you know forced me to restart the whole chapter which is again what happened and uh, that's a real real mood killer for me Uh, at least with this type of game especially since there's so much time being like spent playing uh these chapters since like it seems like on average a chapter is like 30 minutes to an hour if not more depending on like the uh the chapter um and i guess maybe chapter is 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 too loose but um story chapter uh kind of the size side chapters you like play two chapters or two battles um and then it yeah i guess that's a better way to describe it battles um yeah they both they all generally are 30 minutes to an hour and uh yeah i was like this boss takes like forever to get killed um and i'll yeah i I was done i was like you know what i'm good I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get back to it at some point, but I'm like gears, you're, 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 you're doing the most right now. You're doing the most. So I had, I had to let it go. But, um, after that, I did actually finally go back to the outer worlds, outer worlds. I keep forgetting those, those two actually exist, the outer worlds. So I actually dropped that for a bit. Um, not intentionally. I just, I just other games came up and I never got around to playing it again and at least playing it now. Um, I continued it, uh, pretty much throughout this, this past week and actually beat it. Um, and yeah, man, I talk about this a little bit on Twitter too. I don't know. Just slightly, uh, slightly disappointed maybe not disappointed, not even the word. Um, 
Yeah, just very mediocre about it. Just the game as a whole. I think uh, just like reflecting on what I didn't like, I think I just wasn't necessarily a fan of the universe world. I don't know. I feel like just the 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 lore and 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 world building of like Fallout is uh just more interesting and um engaging to me. I understand like these are the people that you know, made the original fallout and and whatnot, but I don't know. I just feel like it could have tried to be more unique than what it was already. So it definitely doesn't, you, it definitely has a lot of similarities to fallout. Um, but it definitely does take a lot of differences like that is not in the game, but like um, to be similar to that, there is this, I forgot what they call it, but basically it lets you slow down time, um, you know, to shoot enemies and in, in critical hits. So essentially it's kind of like that, but more controlled. Um, but I mean, one thing I'll give it better than fallout that the gunplay is more is much better um but that's really where it ends um yeah i don't know i just feel like i was playing something that i just felt like i was playing like a knockoff fallout kind of which is i i understand it's like not really accurate considering they are the people that made fallout but um yeah, I guess I don't think I just like I didn't really like the world that much. I don't know. Just the whole space space vibe with the fallout kind of system just didn't sit right with me, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I think just maybe just the world wasn't as iconic or identifiable or you know stood out more than like fallout is it's like fallout you get like a very good vibe a sense of the world compared to the outer worlds where it's just more i think abstract and up for interpretation where i think fallout is more kind of established um in your face obvious and maybe that's kind of what I was expecting, wanting, considering knowing that. Um, let's say if this was a game I played having no recollection of Fallout, maybe I probably would have enjoyed it more, maybe. But I don't know. Just just the world alone, I, I, I don't think I liked as much as I wanted to. I think that was that's a big part of why I, I'm, I didn't really enjoy the game like I thought. But don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a, it's it's definitely a solid game. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I think just me. I think I wanted this to be the Fallout. Basically, let's say if all of this 
all this this game uh i guess except with that um because yeah yeah that would that would be weird if this was fallout and it didn't have vats in it but uh, it's hard to really explain but yeah i think that's it i feel like it just lacked soul soul personality and like yeah just something to kind of stick it out more it just felt like bland yeah it's probably yeah i think that's somewhat close to <laughs> what i feel about it considering I, I just beat the game last night so maybe it's kind of i still need to maybe kind of figure out how i feel about it but that's at least my fresh kind of reactions of it after beating it fully yeah it's like it's it's like fallout in a lot of aspects but in the wrong aspects where you don't want it to be like fallout i think that's it i think that's it it's fallout in in a lot of ways i don't want it to be fallout considering it's trying to separate itself from being fallout yeah yeah i'm figuring it out with you guys so but yeah all in all my sentiments on the outer worlds um solid game you may like it more than i do maybe if you're a bigger fan of space and you know star wars and stuff but even then it's like i like star wars but i still thought it just didn't really yeah i can't even say that to be honest so I am not not doing a good job of uh selling you on this, but hey, that's how I felt. So outside of games, that's pretty much all I've been uh playing game wise. I also um finished the office and man that show is pretty damn great. Pretty damn great thoroughly enjoyed it um yeah man that was a was a was a heart wrencher finale it, it got me a little bit um yeah just just thinking about the whole series as a whole it is pretty solid i will say it did feel like the show fell off a bit after steve carell left in season seven uh but it definitely did a good job sustaining um sustaining itself after uh he did leave um but yeah definitely the bet best seasons uh the prime of the show is when steve carell was on i feel just his his freaking personality and uh you know uh character that he brought to the show really i think rounded out the show in a lot of ways and yeah having him go and these new, a lot of these new characters come. I didn't really like too much compared to other ones, but on its own merit, there, there, there are still solid episodes. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely seasons one through seven when Steve was on were, were real good. Um, and yeah, I was doing some weird research and, you know, just just out of fascination of how the show came to be, of course, which I, I I assume everybody does. I hope I'm not the only one, but um apparently Steve Carell he left 
because uh, NBC didn't want to renew the contract, which is interesting considering he's like considered like the flagship actor of that show. But I guess they said that this was during a transition where they got new management and stuff. And I guess that kind of kind of went on the wayside, but it's unfortunate that um, because I'm curious what the show would have been like if he actually was did stay on and, you know, how the arcs will play out that way. But all in all, man, yeah, that show, (laughs) that show had me cracking up more than I ever expected to be like I was losing it the especially the yeah the initial seasons ah, very glad I crossed that off the list um I know a lot of people been wanting me to see it watch it finally did and I'm very very thankful I did so cool so I think with that being said um I think that'll do it for this episode switches sites um, if you have any, damn it. But yeah. If you, um, like the show podcast and like to, um, write any feedback, uh, which is greatly appreciated. Uh, definitely, uh, like rate subscribe on your, uh, popular podcasting podcasting platforms that, uh, you're listening to this show on. That's one thing too. I forgot. I need to, um, Google is tripping, man. I need to, um, transition the show on Google's new podcasting platform where it's different from, I think it's Google podcasts. It's what I've been calling it, but they call it something else. So, which makes sense. So I think it's Google music, but I've been calling it Google podcasts. But now they're finally doing that where it actually is Google Podcasts. So it's it's a damn shit show. But uh in particular for Google Podcasts, uh definitely keep on lookout for me transitioning the show to that platform. Pretty seamless, I assume, but if you happen to listen to the show on that, there you go. Um yeah, you can also catch me record this live on um, Twitch TV slash a switch where I do stream this and any other games I do feel like streaming uh, as well. Um, also catch me on YouTube.com slash a switch where I do uh, upload these um, on YouTube. If you, you know, are that type to play, play your podcast in YouTube form as well. Um, did I cover everything? Oh yeah. You can also catch me on, uh, Twitter at a switch where I do, um, post <laughs> kind of a lot of what I'm talking about as well as, you know, uh, dumb miscellaneous, uh, people and, you know, <laughs> the Karens, Karens acting a fool lately. <laughs> Uh, it was this, this is one, one Twitter video I was watching where she was basically trying to fake being, uh, hit by a car and like putting a straight show on for police. 
Um, just dumb. Why? Why? Especially in these times. But I digress. Um, yeah, I think that is it. Um, any questions you have uh, that you'd like for me to answer on the show? You can, of course, submit an email to a switch TV at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe if I get enough, I might start dedicating a segment for that. Um, yeah, I think that will do it for episode 56 of Switches Sites. Um, no calls. Boy, I'm risking it. I was risky and it paid off. So <laughs> that was what I was very fearful for. Um, so hey, the risky stream was successfully risky, I guess. If you want to put it that way, you know. Um, yeah. So uh till next time, guys. Don't cough. <laughs> Get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.